Hello punters, welcome back for another edition of Off The Map, the weekly speed map podcast. I'm here with Lee Dalton. Lee, we've got a fascinating group of races there on Saturday at Randwick. None more interesting than the Concord, which we're going to kick off, but welcome back for another week. Thank you, Brad. Good to be back, and it's fascinating, the Concord and where these horses are heading, and uh, look, as we discussed off air, a couple looking to make statements, a couple have already got their place in the Everest. It's, it's very, very, very interesting. All right, with the Concorde, was this a, an easy map or an easy race to map, I not, should say? Not particularly. The The one thing was you had essentially two races. You had the four horses that all like to get on speed, then you've got Graf and Piorata who will be minding their own business towards the rear of the field. They can't go with those four. Those four being Red Zell, Nature Strip, Sunlight and the Queenslander Zoo Style who all have brilliant natural speed. I mapped Red Zell in front. His latest trial just came out of the barrier on absolute roller skates. And if it begins mm. like that tomorrow, they're not going to look to hand up. There's no reason to. He's won this race before, and he's won races at this distance range leading. Nature Strip's the one I thought they'll try and hold up. We've seen them try and do it in the trials. It seems to be working successfully. Uh, so I thought he'd be happy to let Red Zell and Zoo Style go and just track them everywhere they go. Okay, then you've got Sunlight from 6 doesn't have that natural brilliance to cross Zoo Style and Red Zell because they're just so naturally fast. So you think they'll be happy to sit one out, one back? I believe so. I, I don't see any urgency to cross uh, those two to the inside and just sit there and nature strip and sunlight stalk those two. That's how it looks to me. Um, look, they might have other ideas to stable that it's handlebars down and get across, but I just figure heading towards an Everest, we're a little way away from that thousand metres it might be the smarter or safer play just to sit off that leading pair. So I guess no matter how you cut up those first couple they're going to run along. There's still going to be speed when you've got these high class sprinters and these are the highest of the high they're going to roll along definitely without a shadow of a doubt. All right. In saying that I don't think it sets up for the run on horses by any means. Yeah. It'll be on pace dominated. Yeah. Well with the likes of Pierrata he's not a a thousand metre horse is he? Not his go and Graf's coming back from um, a bit of a, a break and yeah Graf's a very good horse but I just don't see it a thousand metres troubling those ones. Yep fair enough all right we'll go back to the start of the card now and although there's some group races on the day this is one of the best benchmark races you'll ever see benchmark 72 but wow this could be a group race now really fascinating race you've got Yao Dash up the front no surprises there Superium comes across to potentially sit outside but how does it fall for your likes of Matty Rocks, your Fun Stars and your, and your Pandemics who's the early favourite? Well Matty Rocks is interesting, a change of tactics last time over the shorter trip when drew out wide, had no choice but to go back there and we discussed Matty Rocks on the show last week before she was scratched. Uh, look, drew wide last week and would have had to have gone back but drawn three today could easily be right up behind these two leaders running third. We've seen Matty Rocks take up a forward position in the past and I've got no doubt we'll be right behind the speed here and not giving away much of a start at all and in doing so having a reasonable head start on fun star and pandemic here yeah it's a completely different race isn't it in terms of last start when maddie rocks gave pandemic a start yeah this time they oh. almost roll reverse in terms of settling position absolutely if, if anything maddie rocks further in front of pandemic than pandemic was of maddie rocks last time um the one to, to mention there quickly is Pretty Brazen, who led at that or on pace in that very fast run race last time. The blinkers come off, stopped very quickly last time. I'd imagine ride quiet here from that wide barrier, and in doing so, come all the way back. I'd imagine. Yeah, and then you've got Fun Star in there too. She looked 
full of running in a trial, didn't she? I know she probably can't get her any closer here, but no, she's certainly not going to be too far away. Definitely not. Uh, on debut, Funstar was a highly touted um, type and got back in that field. It was a small field, but they really ran some good time there on that midweek meeting. So definitely has some tactical speed. You'll see Funstar over the next few starts being able to take up a position in the first three or four, I've got no doubt, from better barriers. Yeah, and as she gets out of trip and goes towards the flight stakes. Now, race four, one of the shorter price favourites on the day's baller. Uh, he's been well supported in, in early markets and not surprisingly comes back from a group race to a benchmark race and he looks to get his chance on the map. Looks really well placed from a, a, a grade perspective in a BM78 and also from a map point of view. Barrier 10... There doesn't look to be any dramas getting across and taking up a position outside Noble Joey or just sitting off Noble Joey. There's not really that many there to kick up and make Baller do much work. Master Ash resumes, yes, it's a Waterhouse horse. Does it have brilliant speed? No, not particularly. Uh, both trials this time has been ridden well away from the speed and ran on, in fact. If it wasn't a Waterhouse runner, I wouldn't have mapped it as close as what I have. Eugene's pick, we've seen Eugene ride on speed over the further than this. No trials here, um, but I think they'll be positive for sure, but it's not a horse that can hold out baller at 1,200 from getting across. Just quickly, when you're doing your maps and you see natural willow going on, mm-hmm. how much does a jockey factor into your map? Like some of them are, are naturally more aggressive than others? Definitely, and, and, and different stables. And Nash is one of the great get-them-up-on-speed riders. That's where he made his name for himself here in Sydney, riding for Gay, getting them up on the speed. and. Uh, he's a terrific rider and starting to really make an impact since he's returned to New South Wales in recent months. Yeah, for sure. Just in that race also, Condor's an interesting one from a map uh, perspective and some people will be looking at my map saying, how have you got it midfield? Well, was on speed last time, uh, failed badly. Since going back to the trials, drops back in distance and has the blinkers coming off. So that sort of points to me that the Perry Stable's intending to ride a little bit quieter, but we'll clarify that on the day with the stable and uh, keep an eye on that racing New South Wales. Stewards tweets for any updates and change of tactics. Yeah, it's always a very busy channel there, Saturday morning. Yes. Make sure you, you have a look there. Now, the Furious Stakes, Libertini just goes... Just bang, smack bang, lands in the same spot yep. as it did their first up. PR, perfect run. Um, there shouldn't be any great issues. Uh, Valami leads, ran along at a good clip first up. I've got Kiyomichi going forward, 1,200, barrier 7. Look, Kiyomichi's best runs were when right up on the speed and ran some figures as a two-year-old, which would actually say he's capable of leading Valami here, but I'm sure happy enough to sit outside of or just off. Uh because uh, she, she half missed the kick, didn't she, there first up and her race was over? It was over before Kiyomichi. they got going, yeah. So um, I'd imagine a very different Kiyomichi tomorrow. Yeah, and Bright Rubik was the one you just wanted to touch on as well in terms yeah, of that. Yeah, look, probably a horse that a lot of look at from the first preparation and say doesn't have great speed, but showed genuine speed in a recent trial, drawn barrier two here, so I wouldn't imagine Bright Rubik's far away from them. Uh, Darling Point... Change of tactics first up and was up on speed. And look, it was a very genuine ran 1300 metre race on that occasion. I just thought here with that speed drawn inside and if Kiyomichi is positive early, could end up settling midfield or behind midfield here. So not necessarily a change, but just might not be able to reenact what the positioning from first up. Yeah, we saw it scream home from last, didn't we, on debut? So, so yeah, going back is definitely not a negative. The horse completely comfortable there as well. Speaking of negatives in terms of going back, 
the Chelmsford here. Now, you've got this labelled as a slow speed, which is fascinating because Avilius is a very well-fancied favourite in this race. Samadout beat it last start and looks to get, get complete control here from the front. That will, and barrier 16 means very little here, if anything. Um, Samadout will just cruise across and take it up. Like Might even be a positive, being able to come across in your own time as opposed to being dug up. I'd imagine so. The for, a, for these leaders, wider draws is far from a negative. Um... I suppose the big question with Samadout will be do we lead by four or do we lead by three or how far do we want to lead by because there's no challenges up there. I've got Angel of Truth going forward. Um, I've got the Lightly Race Con from Gay Stable going forward. Conte Patero. Yes, Conte Patero. That's, <laughs> Good pronunciation. That's him. Um, but they don't have electric speed at a mile. Like I've mapped horses like Unforgiven and uh, Finchay right behind the speed here. Girl Tuesday used a good draw to be forward to midfield and they're not horses that you'd generally be mapping forward in a 1600 metre group race but yep. this race just lends itself to having no speed and someone's got to end up there. Yep, 100%. I think that's the best indicator as to the lack of speed here is how close you've got your Finches, your Unforgottens. Definitely, yeah. I, Finch looked really good in a trial to me. I, I, I don't think a flashy you, can, sort. you can't stamp Finch as just a two miler that's going to be going around here just for... Um, heading in another direction, I think it'll be right there and could run a race. We'll touch on Avilius. Mm. Now, he's a horse that will be getting back somewhere worse than midfield. Um, it's an interesting map for him, though, isn't it? It's like a tricky little set of circumstances. It is, and look, if it was one of those slowly ran races where they all bunch up before the turn and Avilius is within striking range, it's not so bad, but you'd imagine some doubt they're going to control the tempo and step it up probably from the 600 and just yeah. increase, increase. And that's those ones where the, the field really gets stretched out and it makes it a little bit hard for those back markers to get into the race. In saying that, Avilius, we're probably dealing with the best horse in the country right now, potentially. Yes. Yes. So you never want to put them to the sword and say no, but it's definitely, it's, there's negatives there. Yeah, you'll need to be very good to be winning, uh, given that the way that, that race shapes. Now, the, the the last race we'll look at is the tramway. You've got Tiako Shark, the the much-hyped Kiwi coming across. He looks pretty one-dimensional in terms of what we've seen from him so far. He gets back and, and runs on. Definitely, and from wide draws, his hand is dealt before the start. Uh, I don't follow New Zealand racing particularly strongly, but I have watched a few replays of the Shark, and he's a jet. Yep, definitely <laughs> really good. So... I think the key for Tiako Shark will be finding a, a backside to follow into this race from sort of approaching the turn, just get something to give him a card in, and in which case he'll be far too good for these. Because there will be genuine tempo. You've got Penske from uh, the Waterhouse Stable. Dreamforce has to go forward. Arcademus is a go-forward type. Um, and then Colding showed last prep, can actually show a little bit of speed and take up a position when draws better as he has here. I've got Invincible Gem going all the way forward. Uh, I did also at the most previous start and sort of had a little issue with the barrier. I thought from 13 here they'll be very positive. Um, when winning that Emancipation last prep, they ran some really solid times early. So that suggests to me that Invincible Gem does have the speed to get all the way forward here and ensure that it is a fast tempo, which will suit horses like Tiako Shark, Kaonic, um, Star of the Seas coming from the rear. I don't think they're going to be too disadvantaged. I was going to ask you about that. What exactly leads this to being a fast early tempo as opposed to being average? And you touched on it there. Invincible Gem, you imagine that Penske kicks up and runs along at a good clip. Dreamforce first up is an interesting one because his asset is to be able to run along and then still quicken. And sustain. Yes, Correct. Right. So, yeah, 
that's going to add the pressure to the two from the inside holding their spots with a couple wider in Dreamforce and Invincible Gem pushing on to make sure that Penske's continually working, working, working. Look, Dreamforce is first up, but pretty one-dimensional. So you yep. wouldn't think it's going to be, oh, let's just try and be a little bit conservative here first up. It's going to be bang. Let's use these asset to the best advantage possible. Yeah, and if you fancy Colding, certainly gets every chance just tucked in behind the speed. Gets the perfect run and got all the upside. So, yeah. Yep, he's been a different horse since they gelded him. All right, that sees us out. Um, hopefully there's a couple of insights for the punters on a tricky meeting there at Randwick. Tough so. meeting, but a good meeting. And, yeah, um, yeah we're just get, it's getting stronger and stronger every week at the moment. So we'll keep continuing to work up to... Uh, the big ones as they come around. 100%. All right, tune in next week uh, for another edition of Off the Map. Thanks, Brad.